never mind we are recording what's up i'm madeline <laughs> this is my friend olivia and we're introducing our podcast called another picture show yeah <laughs> <laughs> i definitely did not tell olivia i was gonna do that so that's why she sounded very taken aback <laughs> yeah um that was amazing i'm glad that we have that recorded um <laughs> Yeah, she is correct. I'm Olivia. That's Madeline. I am Madeline. And this is another Picture Show podcast where we talk about movies. Most of the time, Madeline has not seen the movies. And I come and tell her uh, what we're going to watch. We go watch it and then come back and give our hot takes and big thoughts. Oh, God, I love that line. So Madeline, I've been a little conflicted on what we should watch this week. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you choose the vibe again Ooh. okay 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 all right so we could go with weird and obscure mm-hmm. we can go with kind of lighthearted and funny mm-hmm. we could go with epic and adventure-ish hmm. um or we could go with another spooky movie Or we could go with something that's cats level bad. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I'm still recovering from cats. Mm. Um, we'll save that one then. Let's do adventurous and epic. I want to okay. save the funny one for next week. Okay. All right. So we're going to watch Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh, I've never seen Mad Max, but I referenced it a lot. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just the shot of Bane, like, on the car, like, like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not Bane. Um, <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> Hardy. I know what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. I know. Yes. Meant. It's all good. Cool. So you've never seen Mad Max. Never seen Mad Max. I know, um, I know where it was filmed, but I've never, I've never watched the movie. Cool. Well, I guess we can go into it with uh, as little commentary as possible. Just going blind. I've seen it twice, and that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Because I have a lot to say. And oh. when we come back. Oh boy. Yeah, I, I really don't know anything about the movie. So all I know is uh, Tom Hardy, a.k.a. Bane, is in it. <laughs> and uh, Charlize Theron is in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. all right. Go watch them be them bad selves in this movie, I guess. Yep. So we're going to go watch Mad Max Fury Road and we'll be back with our review in three, two, one. And we're back. Oh boy. We, we are- just watched Mad Max Fury Road. I'm really, really interested to hear your thoughts on this. So before I let you say anything, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the the brief little info. I will not be silenced. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mad Max Fury Road is a 2015 Australian post-apocalyptic action film and the fourth installment of the Mad Max awesome. franchise. Uh, directed by George Miller and star- starring Tom Hardy, 
Charlize Theron, Nicholas Holt, Hugh Keys Byrne, Rosie Huntington Whitley, and Zoe Kravitz. Um, Fury Road was nominated for 10 Academy Awards and won six, including Best Editing and Best Production Design. So, like I said, it's the fourth installment in the Mad Max franchise. I did not make you watch the first three because I, I wanted you to watch this and we can talk about it as a standalone film. I'm going to give like a history of Mad Max later, okay. um, but for now we're just going to focus on Fury Road. So, Madeline, before you give me your thoughts, can you give me a brief um, synopsis of the movie? Okay. Um, all right, so we start off, um, Max, as he is known, is standing on the side of a cliff. A lizard rolls up. He stomps on it and eats it. <laughs> That's not important. I just thought it was hilarious. Um, he gets snatched up by these, like, skinhead, powdery-looking dudes and essentially is, like, captured by this war clan and made to be a, what they call, blood bag. And he's, because he's a o, po- o positive, he's the universal donor. Mm-hmm. So then he's captured by this war clan and like i guess all the clans in this dystopian like post-apocalyptic world have are like kind of in charge of like different resources like one's in charge of like bullets one's in or ammunition one um the one that he's captured by is water and like food sort of but like definitely water like these big ass pumps with water and shit and then um another is like gasoline that's the only ones you know slash care about in this movie um and so um, Charlize Theron, a.k.a. Furiosa, bad bitch alert, she's like <laughs> the top dog for this crusty ass warlord. Like he is nasty. He's like the Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy if he was a warlord. Like that's what he looks like. And also like Bane, like Bane and the Pillsbury Doughboy like had a, a post-apocalyptic baby and like put him in like a plastic suit and they're like, <laughs> go terrorize people and like restrict their water um that's who they're that's who we're up against and he's also like (laughs) grand theft auto king um so she's like the top dog for this guy and her job is to drive this massive ass like like uh fucking like mustang like mounted onto a fucking um gasoline tanker and um, her job is to drive with like all her bad bitches like her team out to the gasoline town to trade or whatever and get gasoline um, and I guess the whole squad goes because in the event of like little bandits and shit trying to take them out. So what she does instead, zoops, is she uh, goes off road and she has like precious cargo with her, but we don't really know. We're like, what's she doing? She's going off the road. She's going down Fury Road. She's going rogue. Um, she's literally gone rogue. And then they find out, oh, she took Doughboy's mates. Like he literally just like has these like quote unquote wives. He's got these mad hot women, six of them, and he, like, like, okay, so everybody in this movie, like, Sans, Max, Furiosa, and the six wives are, like, just crusty. Like, everyone's crusty. They all got, <laughs> like, they're all dying of some sort of, like, like, uh, nuclear radiation, mm-hmm. like, like, fallout, literally fallout from the nuclear radiation is, like, killing them. That's why they have, like, half-lives and stuff like that. So, everybody in this movie is crusty except for those like eight people and I'm like I don't get it but maybe like they don't have the effects whatever it doesn't matter so anyway so they find out the six wives are gone and like Doughboy is pioced because he knows that Furiosa like snatched him so he gets his like little 
his little like skinheads and they all jump in these like crazy ass cars like i love the cars they're so also side note very quick side note the dude playing the guitar the whole time that's me that's me (laughs) so if i can play the guitar that's all i would want to do in the post-apocalypse is just be like the hype man yeah when all the resources are very limited you that's you know super necessary to have like this giant (laughs) that's what i thought i was like y'all are dying and yet you need a hype man like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) so anyway so they go after and then nicholas holt who is nook that's his name nook uh nux nux Mm -hmm. so nux um he's one of the skinheads he's crusty um he's hooked up to uh max because he needs uh new blood because he's dying like he's constantly dying so he's like i want to go so bad so they like hook (laughs) they hook the quote-unquote blood bag up to the car they take off and after that they get they essentially like join forces with furiosa and the six wives and they are trying to go to like some sort of like paradise on the other side of like the desert the endless desert um but they run into a lot of like you know bad people on the way and it's about friendship and redemption sort of survival in the apocalypse and it's it was good it was good man but you know if i were alive after the fallout of this nuclear war i would simply pass away like there is no way (laughs) dead you know you catch me alive working you know trying to survive trying to struggle on like like a fucking like mini scooter that is somehow mounted to like monster truck wheels like <laughs> i just couldn't do it is that would that be your vehicle of choice is a, a like a, a moped massive wheels yeah i would want to be either obviously the guitar guy the hype man mm-hmm. that's a sick relatively easy job and then they took the little like hood off him and he didn't have eyes and i was like i get it like i think he's supposed to be deaf and mute which is like ah. the only thing he can do is play guitar because he can feel the vibrations well, so I they just like strap that. him i, I mean like he's just strapped to the top of this like monstrosity of a vehicle it's for hours on end horrendous drumming away on his guitar Na- the nastiest like like so the cars are so cool but they're also some of the like nastiest things i've ever seen i was like I get it, like, necessity is, like, just, you know, the whatever, Mm -hmm. mother of innovation, I forget what the actual phrase is, but that's just excessive. I feel like you could have, you know, toned it down a little bit. You guys weren't that desperate because you guys, like, had, like, you souped up these bitches. Like, yeah, you chopped and changed, but you also, like, literally made them into war machines when it's, like, a Volkswagen Beetle. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, it's kind of, like, it's, it's pretty interesting looking at if you look at all of the cars closer like they're so detailed because and they're based around like who drives them and like yeah. you don't have time to really see all the details during the movie because it's just like a lot of action going this way and then a lot of action coming back this way <laughs> so. I like the idea of like the the pyramid of like the the wheel like the steering wheels yeah that was kind of neat because it's like well yeah you each have your own it's like a key but like you know who the fuck has the time to like you know like find your fucking keys when you just have a whole ass steering wheel and you just chunk and that's it um, it's just you know when you live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland how can you still make something beautiful and, and personal to yourself like out of junk that you find you know random shit that you find from the before times true i suppose that's right um, I, I get it 
that's kind of what the cars, each of the cars and steering wheels and all that stuff is made out of just random things that have been repurposed to make really badass looking cars. <laughs> but yeah, so you said that you liked it. Do you have any other initial thoughts about the movie? Well, so <laughs> I I had of course heard of Mad Max and Fury Road and all that, but I didn't know that the original Mad Maxes were old as hell. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know they were like from the 80s. And then I also thought for some reason that Charlize was Max. Like I thought the series was about like a woman in a post-apocalyptic I'm screwing up on it too. Post-apocalyptic <laughs> world. Which like it was still a good movie. Like it was still great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Hardy did a surprisingly good job for having like almost no lines. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was like mildly disappointed when I was like, oh, it's about, it's more about Tom Hardy. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't think it was about I him. Didn't either, but like, it was like, he was essentially, he was like the quote unquote main character. Like mm-hmm. he was, he's the one the series is based off of is, is yeah. Max, is Max, like what, Ranatansky or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Rocka Tan, Rocka Tan, I don't know. You know, you get it. <laughs> Look I it love, up on IMDb. I love all the characters' names. Even if you don't know them, like, they don't say their names. Like, the credits. I was, like, reading all the names. I was like, oh, these are so weird. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's part of the reason why I wanted to watch this as part of our, like, women leading movies. Because this is a Mad Max film. But Mad Max kind of takes a back seat in this one. Mm-hmm. It's more about Furiosa and, like what she's doing and max is just kind of there to help kind of but even then yeah, he's a reluctant a reluctant ally in this situation he's just Until kind of along for the like, journey I actually like them yeah he's just kind of along for the journey so what else did you like about it <clears throat> okay well it i knew it was filmed in australia but i <laughs> i thought it was like pokepoked post damn post-apocalyptic like England or something like it's like fucking Tom Hardy's British you know what I mean so I was like I was like wow like the I thought that was really cool that it was like such a drastic like result of like nuclear war that literally the climate completely changed and it's like this wasteland there's no ocean and shit like that I was like damn that's sick and then you were like Australia that's why I was like Australia (laughs) I mean it was it was filmed in Namibia so it was filmed in Africa, but it takes place in Australia. Oh, when I, when I we do, when we do the history of these movies, like the history of this film in particular and like how it got made, it's like crazy because they've been, try- they've been trying to make this film since like 1997. Mm. Um, but like everything kept going wrong. And so the, the locations kept changing, but they eventually got, got it made in Namibia because it's, you know, a desert and fits the aesthetic and all that Neat. fun stuff. Neato. Yeah. Um, but no, I liked I liked the I I liked the world. Again, I would simply pass away if I existed in it, but I liked because <laughs> I liked the idea of it. Cause like you always normally you think like post-apocalypse, like it's like zombies and like like nasty creatures. Like I'm thinking like, you know, I am legend, like um fucking you know all the zombie movies like that's usually like post-apocalypse like the whole show walking dead like that's normally what you think about or um 
for a quiet place um like it's always like creatures and like or aliens and shit mm-hmm. this is like or even like but even like this i liked because it's like po it's almost slightly more realistic like what the world would be like after a nuclear like war mm-hmm. um like global obviously it's it feels like it's global i feel like this is everywhere i feel like if it wasn't if it was just australia like why did the rest of the world just leave them there you know yeah yeah <laughs> they <get scared laughs> oh, fuck off just just yeah. stay there on your big yeah, island like a dick australia um, <laughs> we never liked you down under um so it's a global apocalypse and the like i said like the the mutations like the illness like all of that was is very similar to probably what would happen if it was a global apocalypse and like the the hoarding of resources very like that's definitely how it would like that's definitely how it would play out but even like movies like planet of the apes yeah where it's like it's post nuclear war because it's like post cold war and um it's like mutated like chimpanzees and gorillas and it's like that's like not that realistic you know so it's it's interesting to see how like yeah this is like kind of wild but like nothing is outside the realm of like you know possibility as far as like what say if a, if a nuclear war happened tomorrow what the world would look like in you know 70 years yeah so yeah. It, that's what I liked about it and which is why I was like I would think that's why it freaked me out more I was like mm, no 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 <laughs> there's no ac <laughs> i can't have a dr pepper uh goodbye thank you <laughs> not for me i'm checking out i'll play the guitar for a little while but then once the half-life comes for me just shoot me in the back like i don't i don't give a shit i'm not being uh, tom hardy <laughs> i kind of played myself in choosing this because i've seen it a few times and i saw it when it came out in theaters in 2015 and then mm-hmm. i saw it again a few years ago and this film is like everyone that I ever talked to about it. They're like, it's the best movie, like whatever. It's the best movie of 2015. And like, it's considered to be like one of the best movies of all time. And for a long time, the first two times I watched it, I was like, I didn't care about it. Like I didn't really like it. Um, And I wanted to watch this with you because I wanted to see if like, if my thoughts on it would change. If like for maybe I was missing something and like you would be able to, you know, watch it for the first time and and like have a different perspective. My thoughts have changed. Like I, I really, really like, I, I understand why people think it's like an amazing movie because it is like very impressive Mm -hmm. what they did. Like all the effects in this movie, pretty much everything is like practical. It's insane. Like they spent eight months filming this and it's because everything was like, you know, had to be super safe. And so they had to like, oh, yeah, do you know much be so much. Mati- yeah. I was sweating watching it and I was in an ace, like an air conditioned hotel room. So many flamethrowers and like explosions and yeah, people flying around. Coming out of it. I keep going back to this guitar. <laughs> it's just very impressive. And like, I knew that at the time when I watched it the first few times, I think I just had like a bias on like action movies and I, I just am not an action movies person because I feel like a lot of times the action is very um, hard to follow. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's the way they filmed it. They were very particular in to film all of the like focal points in the center of the frame so that 
you're not having to look around the screen as much. So like each time it cuts to something new, even though there's a lot of action going on, you're not having to look for what to focus on, which makes the action a lot easier to follow. And I, 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 I like that because it doesn't feel like it's like controlled chaos, you know? I agree with that. My one, I suppose my one criticism, if I can really, I mean, I'll just call it a criticism and this is Mm -hmm. me kind of like, so the one thing that kind of bugged me was it was a lot of characters to follow like during the action scene. So yeah, even if, even if you're like, as you said, like it's one at a time, like you're focusing on one thing at a time, like unless it was like Max Furiosa, Pillsbury Doughboy or um, like one of the wives. Yeah. One of the wives. Like I was like, who are you? Like when it, when they reunited with the, uh, with Furiosa's like original clan Mm -hmm. and then they head back to the Citadel. Like when those women were like, they're bad bitches. Like, don't get me wrong. I love them. But like, when like because two of them were older so like when one would pop up and start shooting I was like which one are you and then one got like chainsawed in the neck I was like is that the same lady like I was (laughs) there's a lot of characters to keep up with Mm -hmm. and um so it was harder for me to be like oh damn like you know nut lady got wiped out and it was because and then it wasn't nut lady I was like oops so yeah no I agree I I I have a few, I still do have a few criticisms of the movie. I don't think it's like a perfect film, but my my initial critiques the first few times watching it was like, oh, it's stupid action movie. And like, there wasn't much plot going on because they literally just like go one direction and then they're like, we have to go back. And then they go the other direction. Yeah, I was like, um, damn. But when, but the, the director said he wanted to make a movie that was basically like nonstop action mm-hmm. to see if he could do it. He accomplished it. I think it. he did because it, 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 you know, compared to a lot of action movies where it's just like a lot of things smashing around, you don't really like, sometimes it goes on too long and you're like, all right, I'm just watching they, things They explode. did have like a couple, it was like, it was nonstop action, but they did have like, it was like broken up pretty well. Like they would mm-hmm. have like, like a 10 second scene where it was like no action. And you were like, cool. Yeah. Like it, but it, it progressed the story. So it was like action. And you're like, oh, and then there's like a 10 second scene where they're like, we have to do this now. And you're like, okay, they have to do this now. And then it was action again. You're like, ah! <laughs> so like, are you a fan of action movies? Like in general? <sighs> I mean, I don't go out of my way to watch them, but like I can vibe. Like if it's a good movie, like if it's, I mean, that's so like subjective, but yeah. um, I guess it's, I don't know if I, I can get into an action movie. Like if I, it just, it, like any movie, it really just depends. Yeah. Um, I think it's but really I don't, hard I don't to dislike like, them, I should say. Yeah. I think it's really hard to get the the perfect balance between like action set pieces and story. Yeah. And for one that was like as ambitious as this one, I think they did a really great job. But overall, usually I'm not a fan of action movies because I find that they don't find that balance. Yeah. Um, it also, I think I'm more like, cause I like comedy. I think it, like action comedies definitely mm-hmm. get me. Like one of my favorite movies is the other guys I've talked about <laughs> yeah. before. And that's a great, that's an action comedy. That is a fantastic mwah, chef's kiss, beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Like where's it's Oscar. But yeah, I can't really, I can't really remember the last, like, like bonafide, like pure 100% from concentrate action movie. 
besides obviously Mad Max. I can't remember. I mean, there's all the, you know, Marvel movies and, you know, just superhero movies are, yeah. you know, it's kind of built into them. That they're, that they're action movies. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Basically, whatever, my yeah. point is, is I like the movie. My thoughts have changed, especially after I did not make you watch the first three, but I watched all of them in preparation for this podcast in order to talk about it. She sent and me that, a Snapchat. She was like, yeah, I watched all four in one day. And I was like, okay, I didn't realize there were four. <laughs> At first, I thought you said you watched it four times in one day. And I was like, <laughs> Olivia, like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> dedication. No, no. Uh, I, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. No, I watched all of the Mad Max movies because I had not seen the other ones um, until I watched them for this podcast. And I definitely think it like it doesn't. This movie and the other three, they're in the same universe, but I don't think you have to watch the other three in order to get this one. But in watching them, I I, I feel like I have a, better, a more a bigger appreciation for this movie. Um, yes. Okay. So I didn't look up the other three. I saw them like when I was searching for it. Um, mm-hmm. So like I know Mel Gibson, Gibson, excuse me, uh, was in at least one, if not the first three, and he was a cop. So like before, were there was there still like a government? Because it seems like between I guess the third and Fury Road, like the government had completely collapsed because like there is no overarching like figure between these war clans in Fury Road. They're just these homeboys. I think they're brothers, aren't they? Like, all three are related. Uh, I, they call e- I think they just call each other brother or something. Yeah, like I don't that. think they're actually related. So um, it's like, so it's like three bros, buddies, whatever, and they like... There's three white guys that, that took that over literally the Australians. <laughs> the three of them are, are some chunky monkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, considering everybody else is dying. <laughs> You want me to get into the history of the movies now, or do you want to keep talking about this one? We can do it now. I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure I'll have something to say at some point. Okay. All right. So um, the first Mad Max was made in 19 or was released in 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it starred a young Mel Gibson as the titular character, Max. Uh, Rotansky or whatever his name is. I cannot I pronounce it. I think it's Rokotansky. Yeah, Rokotansky. Prokotansky, sure. He's an Australian cop during a time in the not-so-distant future where society is facing total collapse due to war and resource shortages. So in the first film, there's not, there's no, uh, you're not given a backstory. It just says, like, a few years from now. So it's supposed to be a contemporary film, like, in the mid-80s, basically. And it was made as a uh, The movie was George Miller's first film, and he used to be a doctor. And he, he wanted to make a film kind of based off of his experiences as a doctor treating um, car crash victims. And Max was originally supposed to be a journalist kind of traveling around, experiencing these horrible things during this like kind of build up to a, an apocalyptic event and losing his humanity and eventually becoming, you know, le- lo- basically just losing his hum- humanity. But in the first film, it's he's a cop. He has a family. Um, things are, it's obvious things are not like 
normal because people are kind of, there's like roving gangs that are stealing resources and all that shen- all that shenanigans. <laughs> um, but it's not like full on apocalypse like this one is. Is it yeah. still set in Australia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mel Gibson has an Australian accent? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, I don't know if I like that particular concept, but I don't, whatever, it's fine. I think it's, might've been his first movie because he, he was very young. Like, well, if it's anything like his accent in Pocahontas, I'm not about it. He had like an American accent in Pocahontas. He tried like a couple times to like do sort of a British accent and you're just like, <laughs> okay, I mean, bitch. he tried to do Braveheart, like an accent in Braveheart. Oh uh, Yeah uh he's, he's just not an accent yeah guy. i don't know but yeah i think this might have been his very first movie because he was like super young huh. but the first movie was kind of a the backstory that it's like loosely based off of was the 1973 oil crisis in australia um i don't i don't have like a ton of information on that i just know that's kind of loosely what george miller was basing the the near future off of mm-hmm in the movie, Max, his wife, and son are killed by a roving gang of car people and motorcyclists. <laughs> Basically, he goes and kills them all as an act of revenge and then becomes this wandering road warrior. And that's how the first movie ends. Mm. It's very different, like, aesthetically from Fury Road. Like, it's it's nowhere near as far into the ap- post-apocalypse as... As this movie. Um, the second movie, Mad Max 2, Road Warrior. Ooh, I like <laughs> was that. Released in 1981. I believe it's supposed to take place five years after the first film. So he's kind of wandering around in the... He's built the up his thing. resume as a road warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first film was pretty successful and was received pretty well, like pretty all over the world. And people were comparing Mad Max, the character, to a lot of um, different mythological heroes in different cultures. So, like, people in Japan were comparing him to a samurai. People in France were um, comparing him to, like, cowboys in Western films and, and, you know, just kind of, like, the stereotypical everyman hero. So George Miller was kind of kind of, like, took him in that direction. Sorry, I hit the mic. Took him in that direction and made him just kind of like a everyman person just kind of wandering around following the hero's journey. And in the second movie, he's just like helping a group of settlers in the post-apocalyptic wasteland escape from more biker people. (laughs) And that movie is more similar to this one. In the cars, the people are dressed pretty similar to how they're dressed in this movie. There's a lot of the uh, practical effects hmm. going on. And it was like really impressive for 1981. Like and the that, Fast and the Furious style. Like. Yeah, exactly. That okay. movie is considered to be the kind of advent of the post-apocalyptic aesthetic. You know, hmm. whenever you see a movie now kind of about like a wasteland, like a post-nuclear war wasteland, it's kind of referring to Road Warrior and the aesthetic of that movie everything's dry and people are kind of feral in a way and (laughs) he kind of George Miller wanted a like more of a a deeper backstory if he was going to continue to build the world he teamed up with 
Terry Hayes to write a like really complicated backstory that was based on the 1979 oil crisis between Iran and Saudi Arabia and mm. basically was basing it around if Iran and Saudi Arabia had the tensions had escalated into a nuclear war and basically set off a you know a war <laughs> which <laughs> is interesting because I of- don't believe at the time Iran or Saudi Arabia had nuclear weapons but yeah, I mean, it's basically just like if, you know, like, they use the the oil crisis. I don't really know a lot of about the the crisis itself, but it basically is just if tensions continued to rise, like, and war broke out, what would that look like, and how would people fare? So that's where Mad Max Two, Road Warrior, left us, and then Mad Max Three happens fifteen years after the second movie. It's called Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Max is getting a little long in the tooth for doing all the <laughs> fucking like car drag races and shit. It it was released in 1985, and apparently between the first movie and or between the second movie and the third movie, there was a nuclear holocaust, which thrust society into what we see in Mad Max Fury Road, where mm-hmm. society is kind of rebuilding itself. Um, and we have these societies scattering around. Um, so we start to see that in the third movie. In the second movie, it was more kind of just like people scattered around, kind of traveling in small groups. Second mo- or yeah, second movie or third movie, we see small towns start to develop and people kind of taking on leadership and trying to kind of control larger groups of people. And then mm-hmm. in Fury Road, we see like, like big cities yeah yeah the third movie is fine I thought I personally thought it was really entertaining because Tina Turner is like the bad guy (laughs) no way no freaking way I gotta watch this movie now it's very 80s um (laughs) it's I don't know I just thought it was fun but uh that's where we left off with Mad Max in 1985 and then George Miller didn't want to make any any more Mad Max films for a while he thought he was done but then in 1997 he wanted to make a TV show Mad Max but with an Australian actor um, Hmm. in Australia but the actor that they were going to give it give the role to uh, passed away (laughs) in a car accident (laughs) oh no yeah (laughs) So uh, that was scrapped. He later teamed up with Brendan McCarthy to help him write like what would later become Fury Road. And Mel Gibson was still supposed to play Max, but things kept happening, basically. So they were going to film. Mel kept opening his mouth. uh, Yeah. (laughs) They were going to film. They were set to shoot in 2001, but that didn't happen because 9-11 happened and the American dollar like collapsed essentially so they had to like postpone that and then uh miller moved on to direct happy feet so moved on to some bigger and better i i get it like (laughs) mad max happy feet like yeah i love when i found out that he directed happy feet i was like the range i love it (laughs) (laughs) the two pole the two ends of the spectrum of george miller's range it's amazing 
I have a quick tidbit. Oh, I'm so sorry. Can I, you said happy feet and I thought of this quote and I had to make sure it was George Miller before I said it. So allegedly in a 2011 interview after they made um, a, after they made the second happy feet, uh, George Miller was asked if they would make a third one. And he said, if you put a gun to my head and said, you have to come up with a story for happy feet three, I'd say, shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) So he was, he was, he was gearing up for Mad Max Fury Road. He was not. I feel like it's like really hard to jump back and forth between those two like mindsets. (laughs) Like one of the fucking penguins comes out on like a, like a souped up like moped. Yeah, those are some, some extreme opposites right there. So um, I get it. He was definitely like literally shifted gears into Mad Max and he oh. was like, fuck them penguins. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he did Happy Feet and then in 2005, they were supposed to shoot again with Gibson, but, you know, Gibson had his turbulence, as George Miller likes to say in his life. Mm. Also, it just, I think it was kind of a mutual decision between both of them that he was too old to play like a wandering road warrior and he would have been like 50 years old, 60 years old, (laughs) Max just like wandering around the desert. So instead of Mel Gibson, they were going to have Heath Ledger play Max, but you know, he passed away in 2008. So then Tom Hardy got the role. I like Tom Hardy. I mean, I, I haven't seen Mel's performance as Max, but I did mm-hmm. like Tom Hardy. It's just really funny. Like, people make fun of Tom Hardy because, like, most of the movies he is he's in, he does not have any lines. He either like, doesn't have like, any lines or he's, like, wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah, well, he's... <laughs> and it's both in fucking Mad Max. He has, like... I, I didn't count, but I would say, like, 12 lines in Mad Max. Yeah, pretty he's much. He's in fucking... You know, he's Bane. He's um, he's in Dunkirk. He's the pilot. He has the oxygen mask on the whole time. Yeah, so like all the movies he's in, that's uh, so funny. So I love Tom Hardy, but it is very like on brand. I they are giving two very different performances as Max. I'd say mm-hmm. and they're both like supposed to be stoic and like they don't say much. Mel Gibson's Max is much more charismatic, I think, and I don't know. It's just different. I, I think uh, Tom Hardy was an interesting choice. Hmm. I think a lot of what he decided to do with like his voice was weird. He was <laughs> but, very like, and there was, was a lot very, of like caveman like. He was yeah. he just did a lot of grunts. He was like, like. And then, I think like, part of that is because he's supposed to be like very feral. Like he's been yeah. in the in the wasteland for a while, and he's just in this like survival mode. So like, I get mm-hmm. I get that, but. At the same time, tone there's it down, you're still a No, human, there's like you know? some some choices that he does that I'm like, uh, I don't know if this is working for me. But yeah, so Tom Hardy got the role of Mad Max and they were supposed to film in Australia in 2009, mm. but massive rains turned the desert there into like a blooming garden. And they were like, oh, <laughs> just wait a little bit and, you know, it'll go back to the desert. And <laughs> like, you know, day. I fucked this garden. Like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> It just never went back to desert. It's like just green and like flowers everywhere. So they finally made the movie in Namibia in 2012. And now we have Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, it's a great movie. So like all the setbacks were worth it in the end. 
Yeah, I think if they had made it, you know, in 1997 when they were supposed to, a lot of the practical effects and the CGI effects that we have now, they, they wouldn't have been able to do safely back back then. And you wouldn't really have Charlize, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't think her career was began in the late 90s. I think she was acting back then. I don't think she was as big as she was. In, like, I was going to say, but was 2000s, she of the but... caliber to be Furiosa? I don't know if she was at that point. So yeah. I'm not sure. Way, exactly I'm very when... glad it turned out the way it did. And they had Charlize, they had Tom Hardy and his little feral ass doing. <laughs> I even was really impressed with Nicholas Holt. When I was oh, watching yeah. it, I had no idea who this bitch was. Like I was looking at him. I was like, you're obviously a big name. If you're like the main skinhead you know the the mm-hmm. rogue skinhead and then i was like he looks like i couldn't remember his name but i was like he i knew the face like i knew who he was i just couldn't remember his name was nicholas holt mm-hmm. and i looked it up and i was like ah yes i know that bitch so he did well like yeah, he was good I, yeah I, I agree he was like going all in like he he was, was very committed to the role it was like, fun to I, watch him yeah, I was, I enjoyed it. I was like, you, I don't know if this was your first movie or what, but like you are in this role to win it. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his like, uh, what is it? Barry and Larry, his like tumors that he oh, put yeah. like smiley faces on. <laughs> his little like weird, like romance, but not with the redhead was very cute. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, cause it, it feels like to me, like it feels like those sort of like emotions and like, like those human emotions, like love, like, you know, loyalty, like there's loyalty, but it's like, it's like dominant, like loyalty to like the dominant person, not like loyalty out of like respect and camaraderie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, like, yeah, those feelings of like loyalty and like love and affection and like, you know, friendship, like they didn't, you didn't feel that until like they kind of really decided to just stick together. Mm-hmm. And like, he like kind of had this little like, cutesy like puppy love kind of thing with um the redhead I don't remember any of the wives names um they're like really weird yeah Um, they're really interesting names Zoe Kravitz's name was Toast the Knowing oh yeah Toast I remember that like because I had the okay I had to put subtitles on honestly like this movie I was like what in the fuck's going on (laughs) so like they would just say Toast and then it would be like a line but then Zoe Kravitz would talk I'm like her name's not Toast is it like so like, toast the knowing the splendid angerad splendid is the the pregnant the very pregnant one who died yeah i remember that mm-hmm. i remember uh doughboy was like splendid that's my property yeah. <laughs> i was like ew uh, splendid. <laughs> the dag cheeto the fragile so i guess there's only five there's only five wives yeah yeah, Cheetah was the one that kept trying to run away. I was mm-hmm. like, Cheeto, you weak ass. Like, get back in that truck. Um, but she redeemed herself. She she mm-hmm. stuck it to the man at the end, and I was proud of her. Um, but yeah, but I think what I liked, like, I liked Nux's character because he was very, and Nicholas Holt's commitment to the role. Um, because it kind of showed, like, not, it was like, oh, yeah, redemption arc, whatever. But it was really, like, it was more like he he learned like what it was to be a human because he's so young. He was probably, I don't know how long the nuclear fallout was before this 
took place like 15 years or something like that but he would have been really really young if not unborn no this is like so tom hardy's character is like there's a lot of discussion about where this falls in like the timeline of mad max because tom hardy's character if he was the max from the original should have been like 60 yeah that's what i was th- <laughs> when you were like yeah the third movie takes place 15 years i'm like this one was old like because he was like in his 40s in the third one and this is yeah. like 20 or 30 years after that um and like all of the old ladies that we meet in the you know green place yeah um were alive during the you know original fallout so oh. nobody like furiosa nobody sh- nobody was alive during any of that okay um, okay were born into this got um, it which so I think either way it- so he so he definitely doesn't know like human emotion essentially hmm. um, i really liked the uh the like religion that immort immort what is it uh immortan joe immortan uh, joe fucking like, stupid ass name but on the half-life war boys like and he was like spraying like literally spray paint like that wasn't anything special y'all it wasn't drugs it wasn't like it was literally just a can of chrome spray paint that he's spraying on their teeth i'm like no wonder these little boys are dying i was like you're poisoning them um, well, it's like part of like the you know they're raised to know that they're not gonna live long and yeah. so they're raised to be like i'm gonna you know i have to sacrifice myself and be witnessed and when i do I'll go to Valhalla and that's where I'll have like Which, my full life. I know, I know Immortan Joe wasn't some sort of like Norse religious guy. He just pulled Valhalla out of a book and he was like, ah, yes, that's, that's heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was very manipulative. That's I, I thought it was also interesting and I was like, son of a bitch. It's just interesting. Like how, you know, it's not even that long into post-apocalyptic world and people are you know can fall into being manipulated by a cult leader essentially um out of desperation there's no i mean cults spring up all the time man like they're not around long before Mm. people are like you know doing crazy shit like selling their giving you know the pastor their life savings or you know maybe going to guyana (laughs) true true um so i mean i also thought it was interesting but it it didn't surprise me mm -hmm. because like like i said that that stuff like is already happening (laughs) yeah it's just interesting to see in like a uh, and like the way they're praying was really interesting like mm -hmm. the the gestures and yeah i was like wow that's kind of like the one girl was like doing the weird it was like it was like a mix between like a bow and like crossing yourself like in in, you would do in like Christianity when you pray. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really weird. Or Catholicism. Think, I don't uh, know if everybody in yeah. Christianity crossed themselves. I know Catholics do. So I think it's a Catholic thing. Catholic and like or- Orthodox, I think, like cross themselves. Let's talk about Furiosa. Bad bitch. I liked her, like her claw. She like was definitely metal. I don't know. Like I, she kind of felt like. I don't want to hate on her because, like, she mm-hmm. was really awesome. But at the same time, she definitely, like, wasn't my focal point. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really give a shit about, like, her her reason to, like, go to the green place. Like, I didn't 
like she was cool she was she was like baller but like at the same time i was like yeah they're all cool and baller like they all like shoot shit and like are are you know thugs yeah i think that was one of the critiques i had the first few times i watched it because like i was like why do i care about her you know like she's badass and she says that she's you know doing this for redemption but like i don't know like, anything what about she redeeming her herself from like because like they don't really say yeah and also if i might ask mm-hmm. do we know because like he's haunted by these like ghosts is that explained in the previous films or um though okay so hit I'm going to answer Furiosa first. Um, So it's not, nothing is explicitly said in the movie about like Furiosa's backstory, but I think it's speculated that she used to be uh, a Morton Joe, like a wife of a Morton Joe, because she's, you know, healthy and beautiful, just like, you know, the other women are, but she's Mm -hmm. grown past that and um, has gained his trust enough to be an, an imperator, like a driver. Yeah. Um, he drives a war. So, yeah. So it's speculated that she used to be one of his wives and she's trying to get redemption for that part of her life. She was taken as a child because she was healthy and beautiful. And so that's one idea maybe as to like what she's doing and why she's doing it because she can relate to these women and that's why she's decided to help them escape Mm -hmm. Um, and she knows that this green place because that's where she was born and where she was taken from otherwise I don't know what Mm -hmm. her backstory would have been because it's not it's not talked about in the movie and it's one of the things that I have like I've mentioned this before like if I can't connect with like the main character and I, I don't really care I, I, it's hard for me to care what's going on. And so there's a lot of like forced emotion going on when there is yeah. like the, uh, plot stuff happening. Although to be, to be quite honest, I was shooketh when the old ladies were like, yeah, that creepy ass like crow place you drove through. That was where we used to live. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> cause like, what the hell are those dudes are like still doing? <laughs> Just being cool and creepy. Like, they are, like, everybody is, like, freaky in this movie. But, like, mm-hmm. they were, like, the freaky of the freaky. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're you a special kind of person if you are, like, if the dudes in the war rig driving, like, the slave wives to, you know, paradise are looking at you weird. Like, you're weird, you know? <laughs> mm. I guess if we want to think about it, like, people living out there trying to survive, like, they probably just... just adapted like walking on stilts as a way to easily get around without being like in the swamp you know I don't know but it looks cool and it's like you know leaves these questions in your mind that mm. you know you want to learn more about this world and like these people that live outside yeah, of I, want, I do want to like just like like take a drone I don't want to go there myself but like a drone and like hover <laughs> over the the crow someone people. else report back yeah <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it from like my my gasoline tower or whatever. <laughs> just say a fucking drone out there and be like, what are those hoes up to today? Like Yeah. I still don't get it. I'm like writing an anthology while like, you know, I'm eating like grapes from like an artificial tree and you know fucking all my servants have like liver disease from the nuclear fallout. <laughs> 
yeah, it's a. Uh, I think it's the nuclear definitely... fallout, and I'm a fat cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think Furious is an interesting character, but um, I do think that one of the critiques I have is just kind of not enough backstory to make me care about some of the things that happen with her or to like focus on her as the main character, even though it is pretty much her story. I agree. I also feel like, I mean, you never know how you're going to like behave in a situation like that until it happens. But I really feel like they kind of just joined forces too quickly. You know, like, like I get it. They're kind of like thrust, like they're the circumstances literally like force them together but they she like trusted him with that like gear like that combination to make the the truck go she it was like five minutes like at first he like took off with the truck and left them in the desert and she was like son of a bitch but then she was like ha he doesn't know how to drive it and then two minutes later she was like i'm gonna need you to drive this here's the entire instruction manual like here's <laughs> here's my social security number back when that was a thing am I right uh, just for shits and giggles like photo id anyway so she's like it just happened too fast but then again like a lot happened in the movie so I feel like they're just kind of like and yeah no, they're friends now yeah I agree but I also I don't know like how much more they could squeeze in between you know and everything else was, like, imperative to the yeah. film. Like, nothing could be cut out, you know? It was basically... I'm was, sure that movie was originally, like, four hours, and George Miller was like, oh, my God. Like, how do I cut this down? There was no script. It was all storyboards. Like, oh. everything was storyboarded because he had it... He wanted to plan out the action, like, literally frame by frame. And he did. There was no script, which was, like, really frustrating for... The actors because they didn't know what they were filming they just mm-hmm. he was he told them what to to do and they had so no did idea they all make up their lines or was there eventually like a script written around i think there was like a working script like yeah you know with lines but in regards to like a screenplay there was no screenplay mm. so um charlize theron and tom hardy like did not get along when they were filming i think because one they were filming in like Africa for eight months and had no idea what they were doing and were basically filming action scenes for eight months so I think it was just a mixture between being exhausted frustrated with not really knowing what's going on and being there for eight months yeah and Tom Hardy and the director butted heads a lot because Tom Hardy just like was frustrated that he didn't know what was going on and so he would kind of like lash out um and but later they all kind of reconciled like uh Tom Hardy sent Charlie's throw on a note basically being like you're a pain in the ass but I miss you and like uh he publicly apologized to George Miller for being difficult to work with because he just like didn't trust that he knew what he was doing um yeah. which makes me <laughs> feel better you, that, like, Hardy? George Miller's made three other movies like of the same storyline like and this is like probably one of your first movies like if I was George Miller, I'd be like, you know what? Like, okay, boo-boo, like, suck my wiener. Like, that's, I've done this before and it's been very successful. I also did Happy Feet, so you want to <laughs> be on that sequel I know what the or do you want to be doing. in Mad Max 5 or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Feet 3 or Mad Max 5? Your choice, bitch. <laughs> 
okay, I guess I can answer your second question, unless you have anything else about Furiosa. Not really. Okay, so your second question was the ghost, the, the like flashback Max. things that Max keeps having. If that was like mentioned in the previous films, no. that like made it made a little sense. It was like I kind of liked that they didn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, oh, maybe this is something I just missed from the previous films. Um, no. Uh, okay. Easy answer. No. Mm. The flashbacks in Fury Road specifically were not like part of the other movies. But if you have seen the other movies, it, it gives you kind of context as to like what they are. So we see basically he keeps seeing a child flashing and like other random people kind of telling him, like asking like, why did you leave us? Like, why didn't you help us? And that goes back to the idea of Max being like an everyman, just kind of random mythological hero that wanders Mm -hmm. around and like finds himself helping random people uh, throughout his journeys through the wasteland. So the so first man, Max, we're introduced to Max as a character as a whole. Second man, Max is when we kind of get that like wandering hero he it's not re- he is just kind of part of this other group's story mm-hmm. and same with the third one um in the third movie he finds like a group of kids that live in a crack in the earth that is basically like an oasis there's water and green and stuff and they they just live there because it's you know Safe habitable resources yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people try, try to connect the kid that he keeps seeing in the fourth movie to those kids, but I, I'm interpreting it as he has a drive to help people because he doesn't feel like he deserves, um, like he feels like he has to because he failed his wife and his son who were murdered in the first film. So he's just driven to like wander alone and help people that he finds and survive but not be a part of anything, not be a part of any city, any group of people. And so I think the flashback, my interpretation is the flashbacks that he sees are people that he wasn't able to help between the third movie and the fourth movie. Hmm. Um, So it's basically, he's just being haunted by the people that he came across that he wasn't able to help or the people that he let down, including his wife and his son and, you know, random people in the wasteland. So I don't, you don't have to have seen the first three to like it doesn't tell you anything about like who they are but that's just having seen them that's my interpretation of what the flashbacks were did that kind of like confuse you watching it like they didn't really like it kind of because like he kind of talks he does a little like the his longest line is like the first 10 seconds (laughs) of the film where he's like i am max i was a cop and now the world is nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then he eats a lizard. <laughs> I run from both the living and the dead. Yeah. So, like, that was enough for me to be like, okay. So, like, it didn't really matter because, like, it was just shit that, like, occasionally happened. He was like, whoa. And you're like, oh, cool. Right. We forgot he has demons. Mm-hmm. Um, quick reminder of why he's so distant. Um, he has demons, guys. So it didn't really matter to me. I was just wondering if it was because I hadn't seen the other movies, mm-hmm. if that was something I was missing. And, like, other than that, like, I didn't really feel like the other movies, like, I needed to see them, which was Mm -hmm. nice. But I definitely, now that you've described them, I definitely do want to go back and watch them. But 
I liked it. I do like it as a, a standalone film. Yeah, it definitely works because it's not necessarily a sequel. Um, right. Because, you know, Mel Gibson isn't Max and Tom Hardy is not 60 years old. So <laughs> could you imagine if they tried to do it like linear and it was fucking like Tom Hanks playing Max? <laughs> I would love it. Actually, you know, let's grab it. Let's redo Bad Max Fury Road. Everything's the same. It's Tom Hanks, not Tom Hardy. <laughs> Where's the water? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that would be definitely a different movie. I don't know if he could do action like but, I mean, that. He doesn't talk. Well, he did action. Well, sort of action movies like war movies. He did, you know, Saving Private Ryan. He uh, he was like, crawling all haven't... over vehicles and like shooting people and like doing hand on hand combat. Hey, I feel like if he really put his mind to it, Tom Hanks could do, could redo Mad Max Fury Road as Max, especially because like there's not that many lines. So like you're not focusing on like his actual like performance as an actor. Mm. He's just like the perfect 60 year old man. Like I feel like even when he was young, he was 60 years old, not in a bad way. He just has aged so gracefully. You look at, for me, you look at Tom Hanks and you're like, this is like your final form. I would not buy him as a wandering road warrior, though. Hey, he so. also did Castaway, and he was like feral and like, you know, bearded and. and but he was like, still like driven by humanity and like being around people, whereas Max is kind of just like his own little ecosystem i don't know i feel like it would be a great challenge for tom hanks i'd love to see it i think it'd be hilarious i would also love but... to see it once again nothing changes except we take out tom hardy and we replace <laughs> him with with tom hanks if we just allow every tom in hollywood to have a chance to be mad max so we get tom, hanks. tom cruise no i was gonna say tom cruise because like <laughs> he's he is like the king of action movies um, that's true who else is it, tom 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 Holland. Tom. Oh my gosh. He'd be like a. He, no, he would be one of the. He'd be one of the skinheads. There's no way he would survive. Yeah, he'd be as, a war boy. He'd be a war boy. I think he'd be good as a war boy. I think so too. I think he could replace Nicholas Holt. Although Nicholas uh, Holt is very married to that role. I don't know if it's possible. I think it would be interesting to see Jason Momoa play Max because he's got that like kind of rugged. But I feel like Jason, he's he's rugged, but he's, like, beefy. Like, he's a built man. Like, he's a fine, very fine, built man. He doesn't have to be, though. Like, he can can be smaller for the role. Um, But... Not to to objectify, but, like, do we want that? (laughs) He can always build, like, you know, get muscle back, but... You know, he could be like Christian Bale and just constantly change his body size. Like, for every Christian Bale's metabolism has to be fucked. Yeah, I don't know how that man is healthy. Also, like Mark Wahlberg, he's like gay. Can we imagine him as Max? Be like, what's (laughs) happening? (laughs) Mark Wahlberg is Mad Max. No. Oh, Oh my God. That'd be. What? No. That'd be so funny. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Anyways, back to the movie. Uh... If we must, it's. That's gonna haunt me. Let's talk about Immortan Joe. Uh, yeah, Pillsbury Doughboy meets um, what the hell did I say? Bane. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> in a plastic suit. I think he's a very effective villain. He's very like scary because he's gross. He's and nasty. Yeah, I did not. I did not want to look at his ass. Also, but, if I was one of the wise, I would have like escaped sooner. I would have thrown myself off of like one of those water towers had I known like I had to like bump uglies with that pillowy, like oozing infectious mass of narstiness <laughs> with like a comb over but a mullet at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, Immortan Joe was played by. <laughs> Uh, Hugh Keys Burn, and interestingly enough, he played the bad guy in the first Mad Max. He was much oh. younger then, but they're not the same character. He dies in the first movie. He plays oh. Toe Cutter, who was like the le- the head of the biker gang who kills Mad Max's son and a wife. Um, but he came back to play Morton Joe in this movie. He died. Who? Hugh Keys Burn. I just looked him up. He died in 2020, December 1st. Wow. R.I.P. Yeah, he's a very sweet man. Or was he's a very British sweet Australian, man? He's British-Australian. So they did have at least one Australian actor in this Australian movie. The way he's dressed at the premiere of Mad Max Fury Road, he's in a khaki jacket, like a cropped jacket, covered in, like, patches and buttons. Like, he looks like a very, like, like, Jimmy Buffett Santa. Yeah. Like Margaritaville Santa. Yeah, I feel like when you see him without the mask, he just looks like a very sweet man that you like want to be friends with. But with the mask and the makeup and everything, he's very scary. Um, he is very scary. He did a great job as a Morton Joe. Um, Morton Joe is very interesting. I was like, because it's like, I feel like there's a lot of villains like that. Like, for example, like fucking Darth Vader. Like, they're all these like sick, crusty old dudes that are just like, suited up in this sick armor and then they're scary but like I was thinking about this a lot like recently because there's like so many like just intimidating people in the Mm. world they're just people or like sacks of flesh in some cases at the end of the day you know what I mean so like if you take a lesson from this it's that everyone takes a shower hopefully everyone takes dumps and they eat from Tupperware and they you know they're stuck in traffic just like the rest of us and you know, so if somebody's intimidating, just think about the everyday shit that you do and just remember that, like, they wipe their ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully. So, like, people are less scary when you think about that. True. Very true. Sorry, that was a really random tangent. That's just something that's been on my mind recently. And, like, thinking about Immortan Joe and, like, how weak he truly was. Like, mm-hmm. you took away that little plastic shield and, like, like, just ripping off that mask. Like, that killed him, which... I said you a Snapchat. My face, literally, when that happened, I was like, <laughs> I was. That was like the nastiest part of the movie. I was like, ugh. <laughs> I guess we can talk about the ending now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that we're getting close to wrapping up, so, like you said, we see uh, Furiosa go and rip off his mask, and all she says is, "You know, do you remember me?" Which I guess plays into the conspiracy that she used to be one of his wives um and then they go back and everybody's like happy that he's dead but then they like eat him or something i know that they was throw wild. him on the like, ground and i get it i get it because y'all are starving clearly like he really deprives mm-hmm. you resources but that's irradiated flesh like i know you guys are dying but like Ugh, gross. yeah 
and it's human um, flesh. Like I was, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about like the radiation that went that blasted through that boy. Hmm. Uh, and then Furiosa and the the ladies go back up to, I guess, <coughs> rule the world. And then uh, Max wanders off, I guess, to go wander the wasteland again because he can't. He still can't be around people. It made me sad, but I was like. I understood, you know, like I could gather that, that he was not like a, he wasn't a community builder. He was a, he was a wanderer. Mm-hmm. He's a cowboy <laughs> on a steel horse. He rides. He is wanted. Bon Jovi is just, that song's just about Mad Max. <laughs> wanted. He wrote it in 2015. <laughs> Dead or alive. Yeah. So you like the ending? I did. I liked the con- I liked the idea that they, you know, that these these women, these like, it is. I mean, they were women, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But like these people were able to just like start over and like hopefully do it better, if not the right way, and that like the green place could you know live again because um, they have access to water now and stuff like that and it was it was very hopeful like it made me hope that that was something that lasted hmm. um and it was like it was nice that like that max just disappeared into the crowd furious was like okay peace bitch like i knew you for like a week whatever and then she was off on something else yeah i think i mean the first time i watched it i was like confused like why he was leaving because like I had no context for, Mm -hmm. you know, the first few Mad Max films. So I was like, why wouldn't he just stay? Like, they have Mm -hmm. water, they have food. Like, why would he leave? But, you know, getting to know Max as a character a little bit more makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any other thoughts, like, favorite (coughs) part or criticisms or anything that you want to talk about? No, I got pretty much all of it out of the way. Like, I wasn't... Like the characters, they were just like so many. I mean, most of them like Loki didn't matter, but like mm. when you were like, yeah, when somebody would die, I'm like, and then like somebody who looked very similar to them was still on the screen. I'm like, what the hell just happened? You know? <laughs> but it was overall, it was a good movie. Like I would watch it again. I would probably watch that movie like several times, not in a row. Like mm-hmm. give me a few weeks, give me a month, I'll watch it again. You know? Yeah. Cool. So you you think you're gonna go watch the other Mad Maxes just to? Oh check yeah, out? definitely. Like. I'll have to compare. I just, I need yeah. to know what Mel Gibson's at in this movie because yeah. I'm curious. Maybe we'll do like a part two to this after you watch those, you know, down yeah. the line and just see how you feel. Because I'd like, like to know your thoughts. Mad Max. Mad Max revisited. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to make another one? I, th- I think that they were like planning to. I don't know where like it is. I don't know what the status of it is now. <laughs> I have not kept up with it, nor have I looked into it since researching this but I do think that they were planning on making another one because it was open-ended uh if nothing else they were going to make a Furiosa movie see um I don't know if I want her backstory but I don't so I I would have loved a backstory in Mad Max Fury Road yeah I don't know if I want a Furiosa like spinoff I think I agree I don't know if I need it like, um, if anything, Mad Max, like, if they do another Mad Max where, like, he runs into Furiosa again, like, say they make, like, because I feel like I have to see the others. 
Yeah. But this is me just generalizing, like just speaking as somebody who only watched the first or the fourth one. I feel like, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I feel like Mad Max is like a fa- well, a franchise that you can make so many movies from because there is such a vast universe. Mm-hmm. There's so many different like scenarios that you can like create from like a nuclear fallout and, you know, post-apocalypse and shit like that. Um, so I feel like you can make like, it's like Fast and Furious. You can make like fucking 12 of them and they're all like just like action, awesome action movies. I haven't seen all you know however many fast and furious there are i've seen a few Mm. like you know the core concept is like nuclear fallout crazy cars feral max and then you just like throw in whatever the hell you want so if they Mm. make like three more and then they reintroduce furiosa like is she the villain is she like an ally again like what's the deal like spice it up but don't don't start spinning off because then it then it turns in like some like Star Wars shit and like you know yeah and then then it becomes hit or miss then it becomes like super hit or miss I think what the Tom Hardy uh Mad Max movie did was kind of turn it into like a James Bond kind of situation where like Mm. it can be interchangeable you know it's the Mm. same character but like you can reinvent it as you go and still have like threads of the old movie but they're not necessarily connected um chronologically or you know uh so who would you have like say if it was a james bond like situation Mm -hmm. realistically who would you have like as the next max i mean like i said i think that uh what's his face who did i say jason momoa yeah i think jason Mm -hmm. momoa would be like really interesting just because that's like when I'm envisioning a like a feral guy living in the wilderness, <laughs> I think he does that very well. I'm trying to think, like, of course, like as far as like an action movie, I think of like action actors. So of course, like you know, Chris Evans popped into my mind. I don't want him. He's no. just like you know, action actor. He's like too nice looking. He's to too be, polished. Like, like you couldn't. Yeah. I really feel like it'd be a lot of work to make that bitch rugged. I don't know why. Make him look like he's been in the wilderness for yeah. Years. But I think, you know... Maybe Hugh Jackman? Yeah, if they made Australian? one where it was like an older Max, Hugh Jackman would be an interesting choice. Like, he'd be a good choice because he's like fucking Wolverine. Like, he's... He's also Australian. And he's also... Yeah! They might leave an Australian guy in the role. But I don't know. Um, mm, much think. Much to ponder. Yeah, I don't know. They would have to cast me as the guitar guy, though. Yeah. In the absolutely. next, in the next Fury Road, Fury Road again. <laughs> Fury Road again. Like sometime <laughs> in the somewhere in the movie, they're gonna be like, "Where are we going?" <clears throat> We're Fury going Road. To Fury Road. And then again? the screen. There's a little name of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be jamming. Down. I'd watch it for sure. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap up this episode of another picture show podcast thank you as always for letting me boss you around and tell you what movie was to watch and listening to me rant about things about the movie (laughs) i liked this movie i liked talking about it i wasn't sure i was like wow like there's so like i was like it's an action movie like how much is there to talk about and then i'm just like ranting about like fucking you know 
nuclear apocalypse and stuff like that. So it was great. I Good. I enjoyed the movie. Like I said, I'd watch it again. So Good, there I'm you glad. go, kids. There's our review. There is our review. So if you liked what we had to say and you want to listen to us talk about more movies, you can listen to us anywhere you get podcasts. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that jazz. You can also follow us on Instagram at Another Picture Show. And that's about it. So we will <laughs> uh, we will be back next week with another movie review. Yeah, Love yeah. Madeline. I'll see you next week. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye.